Hey there, welcome back. It is This Insecure Life, and you're with me, Kathleen. <laughs> so we're going to continue talking about the four agreements, and um, that's all there is to it. Um, yeah, I recap of, of them before we dive in, I guess. I hope you guys are all doing well, things are happening or not happening, and you're just living the life. All right, let's recap. So the four agreements are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. We deep-dived or skimmed, (laughs) more likely I can go way deeper but ain't nobody got time for that. Mostly, no one needs to listen to me talk for as long as I can. (laughs) But we talked about um, be impeccable with your word and don't take anything personally last week. So let's move on to don't make assumptions. And I'm sort of diving in maybe more quickly than I have in the past because I think there's a lot to say about this and number four. I feel like most people can get on board with, yeah, like, say what you mean, mean what you say. And, of course, other people have lives. Um, But I think it becomes a little bit more difficult when you dive into not making assumptions. Uh, So breaking that down easily like we did last week, it is find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. So this is definitely the one that I likely struggle with the most. And it comes as a struggle for me in this moment as I'm talking about it because, oh boy... (laughs) There are those insecurities. I've had a lot of people tell me that, like, I have to respect myself or believe that I'm wanted or um, sort of see that, like, goodness, for lack of a better term. You know, people want me around. People, like, I have to believe that before it will actually become true. And this sort of falls into the fallacy of, like, you have to love yourself first before you can love anyone else, we should love ourselves. That's kind of the point of this whole thing, right? Getting beyond those insecurities that can be crippling in our self-love. But I don't necessarily think they're all connected um, in like no one else is going to love you until you love yourself. You are worthy of love exactly as you are right now and guaranteed there are people out there loving on you. You may know it, you may not know it, you may believe it or not believe it, but guaranteed they are because you are you and there's no one else like you. There's no one else like your best friend and there's like, it just goes on and on. Every single person in this universe is so unique because regardless of how similar we are and those similarities bring us together. We all have different experiences and we all experience those 
experiences <laughs> differently. God, you got to love the English language. But okay, let's let's get a little bit more into this assumption thing. I am very bad at this. And it stems from my insecurity. It stems from my lack of trust in people because I've had a lot of terrible things happen and a lot of people I've trusted have broken that trust and just, you know, foundation of things. Um fun story that I'm going to, I'll keep it, I'll keep it quick. (laughs) I won't. Um, I have a blankie and a teddy bear that I still sleep with most nights. Um, My teddy bear's name is Nathan. My blanket is pretty ragged. Um, It's missing, you know, the like silk along the edge from when I was a baby. And there are holes. But honestly, until... Like last last year, um, I went on a trip, and it was the first time I had ever not packed one or the other. In I was twenty nine at the time, in twenty nine years of life. Let's rewind until I was like five, six, seven. This used to be a trio. I used to have a small heart shaped pillow that had like frill on it just in fabric it was like a cotton fabric frill um and it had mickey and minnie mouse on it and it was pretty faded at the time but i sleep with these three things and i'm almost positive on a family trip when we went to ottawa the pillow got left behind in packing and it was never seen again i can almost guarantee that's where it was lost because we got back and i remember being very upset about it And, um, my mom just kept saying, it'll turn up. You'll find it. We didn't leave it behind. We checked everywhere. It's fine. We'll find it. And it never turned up. And I'm not, you know, equating my like lack of trust to this one situation, but I think there's validity and just like looking at those like past little things that obviously hang out with us for a while. The other thing I've thought is maybe my parents were trying to wean me off it and they actually stole it from me. And then they realized I was never going to grow out of them and it was okay. But they just never returned the pillow. (laughs) Insight into how my brain works. But there's a whole crap load of assumptions there, right? And there's also a lot of things going on where it's like, yeah, maybe my mom could have just said, You know what, Kathleen? It may be lost. It might show up, but it likely won't. It'll be okay. And that's a different kind of trust than just like, of course, of course, it's going to show up. There's like a beauty in being realistic about things. All right. So that's my story about me and how I think, you know, without getting hard-hitting into the other trust-breaking agreements that have happened (laughs) to me, um, that this, like, is one of the hardest ones for me to do because, well, A, I'm not not good at expressing what I really want. Um, I'm getting better. 
I think. But I feel like that is a really hard struggle for a lot of people because one, sometimes we don't know what we want. So how do you express what you want when you don't really know what you want? But it can also lead to a lot of rejection. So it like ties back to that rejection, um, insecurity, that fear. So we just make an assumption and move on, right? You might want to raise at work, but you don't ask because you assume they're going to say no. But you want it. So like it's that, it's that little push to go for things really what's the worst that can happen in that case they say no and maybe give feedback so that the next time you ask you get it um the communicating clearly with others whoa nelly it is definitely something i have been struggling with the last little while um there's some people in my life that like I've known for a very long time and, and the communication flows easily regardless. But even sometimes with them, it's been like, hey, can you can you take a step back and explain or can you do this? And I think I'm falling into that like I'm really good at communicating with clients <laughs> and in a professional stance, like my communications there are like pretty pretty crystal clear because there's like that objective-ness to it. I can pull myself out. It's hard to pull yourself out of personal relationships. It's hard to not make assumptions about what the other person just said um, based on my experience, right? So, like, have you ever had someone say something to you and you're just like, that just rubbed me the wrong way. And then you get kind of standoffish, I'll say, instead of just asking for a clarification, right? You made an assumption about them or you made an assumption about what they said or their principles based on a paragraph or a sentence or whatever it is. And instead of trying to, you know, dig a little deeper, or ask those, ask those follow-ups to make sure that you are on the same page, you are s- understanding each other. It results in a whole shit ton of drama, <laughs> which is just my life. Um, yeah, so ask the follow-up questions. It's, it's honestly, it just goes back to that number one for the don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions. It's easier to say, hey, is this what you meant by that? Or what do you mean by that? Or can you expand? It doesn't need to be probing. It doesn't need to, you know, unleash their trauma or get nitty gritty, but it can help to clarify before you get to a crisis point. Before you write someone off, before the situation gets out of hand. And that just goes for everything. Like, let's put it in a dating perspective, I guess. It's real fucking easy for people to... It's a match these days. Um, There's so many options out there. 
And while that can be a good thing, uh, we're likely connecting with people that we may never have talked to in the past. And I honestly think that's a really great way to enrich your life is, is to have different people who have different experiences in it because you can gain knowledge from what they have learned along the way. And then you can share yours. But, and I've fallen victim to this, you know, you start chatting with someone, even with friends, you know, like you're chatting, you're having a conversation, but everything is via text. And so things can be confusing. You don't ask those follow-up questions or, you know, you're talking about something and yeah, they were, they were on their 15 minute break at work and now they've gone back to work, their phone's away, and they're not responding. And you get really anxious or insecure or unsure about what's going on. But really, you're making the assumption that they're, like, going out of their way to not talk to you versus just living their life. And then that ties back to the second agreement, right? Not taking anything personally. So if someone's not responding to you for a while... That's, I mean, that's fine. It likely has nothing to do with you. And if it does have something to do with you, maybe you're the one who said something that threw someone off. And so they've stopped responding. It's okay to go about your day for yourself. It's okay to take those steps back and and then maybe you follow up. Hey, did I say something that upset you? And if they still don't respond, honestly, if people are ghosting you, that's on them. If people are doing that weird summerini thing, I don't even know the terms anymore. It's all on them. It doesn't have to do with you. It's where they're at. And it's a lot about meeting people where they're at. So you can only go into situations as you, which is, you know, speaking with integrity, doing that first agreement. And if you don't make assumptions about what the other person's coming in with, but they reveal things to you just in chatting or in their actions. And if they're not treating you how you want to be treated, like you don't have to, t- you don't have to, you don't have to back out. It's your life. You're the star. So it's a hard one. It's really fucking hard to not create stories. I probably make 50 to 100 stories about every scenario in my life all the time. It just is how our brains work. And finding those places that we can shut them off is going to be super helpful. So that's where you like find your flow. Where can you go to get away from that overthinking? Where can you go to get away from creating those stories? And where can you go to just sort of back off And either ask for clarity or, you know, move on. Um, Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, send me your stories about when you have made an assumption and it's turned out really great. Most of the time when I make assumptions, it just turns into a mess. (laughs) And you can send me those stories too, because... I am here to commiserate with you and share those stories and find sort of those times you can laugh at them now 
um, or at least learn from them if you're not at the laughing stage. It's, it's a reactionary thing too. A lot of times when I make an assumption, then I end up reacting versus taking time to actually just let things unravel. All right. I think the last one is sort of what we've been aiming for, or at least what I've been aiming for with me, but also with this podcast and reaching you. So truly, truly, always do your best. And honestly, this is 100% something I've said in my yoga class. If you're coming in and you're hopped up on energy and you're raring to go, maybe you do give 100%. If you are coming in and your entire being has just been like battered and bruised, then maybe you give 50% of the 75% you're coming in with. Because you need to preserve and take care of yourself with that other 25%. So maybe you take a longer shavasana at the end. Or maybe you take a couple breaks throughout the practice. Or maybe you just really focus on just your breath and one thing at a time. It doesn't have to be everything. If your best on a random Tuesday is to get out of bed. Not make the bed. Just get out of bed. Brush your teeth and move to the couch. Because that's all you can do that day. That's your best. If your best is knocking it out of the park on a project because it fuels you, it feeds you, it's doing what you can, awesome. And if it's somewhere in between, great. Um, this is gets broken down as your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you're healthy as opposed to sick completely fair right you're not you're not going to work or you shouldn't be going to work and sometimes you have to I get it but I think that needs to change in society if you are sick stay home and get better because all you're going to do is spread those germs around and prolong your sickness but it's going to change it's going to change whether your body is sick whether you are mentally not doing so hot there are so many factors into what your best can be that it's just something you got to roll with. The um, second point to that was under any circumstance, simply do your best um, and you'll avoid self-judgment, self-abuse and regret. And I think for me, that really ties back to that creation of your own identity. If you don't know what your benchmark for best is. And again, maybe it's getting out of bed. So the next day you have a shower and you're like, well, that's great. That was my best today because I was feeling like I could do that. Then great. You gotta, it's, it's so trite. I think that it can't, I think people can see it like that, but it's not, I don't know. Now I'm just talking myself in circles and probably saying things wrong but your best is going to change and you can only do so much each day and each moment and that's where like maybe maybe some days I'm really good at not making assumptions and that's my best 
and then something trips me up and the next day it's like assumption city and everything is being taken personal and I'm struggling or you're struggling if you can even recognize that if you start to notice your patterns and maybe the things that make you trip up on you know making assumptions and taking things personally that can, that in itself is is doing your best and if you can't see those things because there's so many other s- stuff going on it's super foggy it just feels like too much but you are still doing what you need to do to survive in the best way for yourself for your life then you're doing your best and that's good it's better than good so I mean there's just a lot there's a lot to unpack with these these four things and I mean you don't have to choose to live your life this way. Um, I just thought throwing in some like tools that occasionally help me. And again, it's one of these things where like I'm very aware of these four agreements. And I don't necessarily um, think they're going to work all the time. And I don't necessarily think that taking... someone else's word for it is the best um but I do think these are like a lot of the stuff at least you know taking things personally and making assumptions I think it can cause a lot of discomfort I mean I've been told for years to stop creating stories The thing is, a lot of the times we make assumptions or we make stories because it helps us process. Our brains actually just naturally do these things to help process. So it's not, maybe it's not the like, don't make assumptions. But if you're making an assumption, you don't have to act on the assumption until you get clarity on what's actually going on. If you feel like something is very personal, again, ask the question or just Look at the person who is treating you poorly or unkindly or even really great. I mean, compliments are lovely and external validation can be super helpful. But also, like, just because you're someone's aesthetic taste doesn't mean you're someone else's, you know, garbage and vice versa. And it doesn't doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Like, you have to do what's going to work for you. And so internalizing hurt and internalizing good things from other people, it's just all a bunch of like extra stuff. So it's like these are good things to be aware of, to work with, to figure out. Maybe they don't jive with you. Maybe you really do need to make those stories to make sense of the world and that's totally cool you are in control and it's your life and if you 
are happy with how things are working based on your coping skills, your opinions, your views, then cool. Um, I'm, I'm here to say, go for it. I support you. As long as it's not, you know, hurting someone else. And I don't want you to hurt yourself. But if you're not feeling hurt, then that's not happening. This, to me, comes into uh, practice. You know, when I say hurt anyone, I, I, I mean you. I mean me. Like, if I'm doing something, making an assumption is typically going to spiral, at least in my most recent experience. And it ends up, like, not only hurting myself, but hurting other people. And that's just, like, not a cool thing. Again, for me. So if you have read the book or um, you know about the agreements, um, let's, let's chat about them more. I'm happy to come back to these. If you, like, are super passionate about one and one has completely helped you, I want to know about it. This is just sort of the beginning, I think, of everything. Um, I'll likely try and do some, like, topic-y chats and then, like, come back to some, like, tools or things that have either helped me or things that maybe haven't helped me but, like, may help you. And we'll just do this, like, give and take, um, throwing in guests when I can pin them down. But yeah, I, it's been a helpful thing to keep in my mind when I can keep it in my mind. Um, but that's just part of always doing my best and coming to where I, I can. That's it. I mean, I can always talk longer, but... I feel like it's a pretty good overview of what's happening with these guys with a little bit of personal experience <laughs> thrown in there. I should stop doing weird things with my uh <laughs> with my mouth, eh? Oh, you guys are great. Whatever is happening in your life, whatever's going on with you right now, just hold tight. Take a deep breath. Do what you need to make it on through. We all have stuff going on. We all have hang-ups and insecurities and concerns and ever-running thoughts moving through our brains. But it's going to be all right, and we're all in this together, and I'm always here, so email, tweet slide into my dms <laughs> whatever it is if you just need to chat or you want to share um as always thank you so much for listening you're amazing if you're heading out lead with love if you want to take a deep breath with me take a deep breath with me <laughs> bye guys